Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. And this is another one of my first look episodes, this time the point of no return. That's right, the podcast has now passed the point of no return and Peter and I have decided that we will be carrying on doing the podcast. Our trial period of 154 episodes is over and we will be carrying on and doing at least a couple more episodes. And to celebrate the fact, I'm actually joined by someone. Today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hello, Peter. We've passed the point of no return. Are you pleased? Yeah, you didn't tell me we'd agreed to carry on. Oh, sorry. This was the this was the cutoff point. This yeah. was probation over. You needed to hand in your notice before this episode if you didn't want to carry on. It's too late now. Point passed. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm in for the long haul. There we go. Yeah. None of this sort of trifling 150-odd episodes... You know, just dipping your toe. Now no, you're committed. no, that's it, yeah. Now I'm committed. Yeah. Right, and to celebrate the fact as well, it's great that we have Peter on the cast to do another first look, but we also have a competition. The opening date for the competition is right now, this episode, and the closing date is the next time I record a first look episode, so probably about a month from now. And the competition is very simple. The prize is to win a copy of The Blob That Ate Everything, pretty good competition it's not come out yet so that could be exciting and what you need to do is divine devise devise uh design and if you upgrade. can d- divine what we're asking oh this for, would be good that would be yeah. fantastic yeah just <laughs> divine inspiration yeah or exactly. eldritch inspiration Ooh, nice yeah you what i really want you to do is design a leveled up skill card and the reason I want to do this is that patron of the cast, Connor, has been looking at the XP distribution among assets, events, and skills. And he pointed out that there are very few upgraded skill cards or skills of uh, an XP higher than zero. So what would be fantastic to do is if you turn your hand to thinking about what an upgraded skill card might look like. Have you kept an eye on that chat, Peter, as that's been happening? No, I haven't, actually. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's very interesting. What are some takeaways from that? Well, the the headline one is that there are barely any skills. So, you know, for Guardian, there's Vicious Blow 2, and that's it. So that means if you play as Mark Harrigan, that's all you're going to get, Vicious Blow 2. And similarly for Seeker, there's Deduction 2 at the moment anyway, and, and that's it. So if you play as Ursula, your only option for upgraded skills is Deduction 2. And I think... Probably that, as a result, is contributing to this idea that skill cards aren't very valuable and also maybe makes us think that upgraded skills are quite hard to design because they're one-shots that need to be combined with tests and so how you kind of put them at an appropriate power level is probably quite tricky. So that would be really interesting to see when people enter this competition, as I hope they do, what they feel is worth paying XP for for skill cards. Interesting, interesting question. Someone had put it to me recently that deduction level two, mm. the extra boost is balanced out by the additional clue. So actually, in its upgraded form, deduction two doesn't add to your skill test at all. And it's kind of quite obvious, but I'd never considered it like that. As in? You get an extra clue if you succeed, so yeah. which is what deduction one does. And it gives yeah. you a single icon. But to get the bonus clue, so to get three clues... You need to mm. succeed by two. Yeah. And deduction two adds two icons to your skill test, only two. So if you're using it to get three clues, which you should be because it's that's the purpose of the card, really. That's the purpose of the upgrade. Mm-hmm. It doesn't contribute towards your skill test. Yeah. 
Of course, because the threshold is too higher for what yes, you need. <laughs> exactly, and it only gives you two icons. Yeah, it keeps you evens. Yeah. So I, I, I never thought yeah. about that, but it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. the other ones are like that as well. So vicious blows like that. Vicious blows like that, and the weird point of difference there, of course, is that when you're fighting with a big weapon, suddenly the big combat boost is really worthwhile because you're like, oh, I really want to get five damage from this shot. I'm getting plus four from my gun and another plus two from the vicious blow and that kind of makes it worthwhile yeah it's really interesting cool so have a think let us know you can enter by emailing drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com and we'll probably have a chat about them at a later point but now we're going to dive in and first look the cards of point of no return peter are you ready i'm i'm so ready i could not be more ready okay do you want to do the first card yes let's do it Ooh. <laughs> Okay, this is a, a Guardian event. It's an upgrade to an existing Ooh. card we, we both know and love, Frank. Yeah. Heroic Rescue. Okay, so this is Spirit and Tactic Traded. It costs 2 XP. Uh, still costs 0. Oh, did, no. Did it cost 1 before? It cost 1 before, yeah. It has Willpower, Combat, and Agility icons. And it says, mm-hmm. Fast, play when a non-elite enemy would attack another investigator at your location or a connecting location. Move to that location if you are not already there. Engage that enemy and resolve its attack against you instead. Then deal it one damage. Mmm. Nice. So not only has the cost gone down, yeah. but crucially, the big difference is that it's got an agility pip as well. Huge difference there, yeah. yeah. There is something about moving as well. Yeah. So it's also gained this connecting location clause yes. and the seems, move to that location. So level zero, good. you had to be at the same location for it to trigger and this has now increased in area of influence which, which is, is my favorite very term good, that yeah. no one else uses <laughs> as it seems very good to me yeah well, it's, it's, so it's, it's a big upgrade it's a really nice upgrade shouts out as a kind of a tommy card i think but also it's spirit traded so maybe as a calvin card if you've split up and gone off to do your own thing and then someone else is bogged down you can get a free move out of it and take some damage and take an enemy off someone else. Kind of nice. I feel like the situation occurs a lot where you're a location away and your seeker draws a three health enemy Mm -hmm. and your guardian has to then say, well, I'll move, I'll engage and I'll attack at once. And then I take the attack during the upkeep phase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of shrugs, right? It's like, yeah, you know, this isn't ideal, but there we go. Yeah. That's sort of the most efficient response to a, sh- a pretty crummy situation. Yes. And this card allows you to do the move and the engage as one action and then also deals at one damage. So a three health enemy could be hit, killed in two actions, taking the attack of opportunity, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I think the sorry, taking it's not an attack of opportunity, it's an attack. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we've often said these guardian or survivor characters who can take cards like this, they have a big health pool but they don't necessarily have much to spend on. Like, mm-hmm. How yeah. are they using their health to help you win the game? And cards like this, which combine action compression with taking damage, I think are really, really good. Agreed. Agreed. I played the level zero in Yorick, and I loved playing it in Yorick. It makes you quite proactive that when enemies engage other players, you can encourage players, like, just take your turn anyway. Don't worry, I'll deal with it. And they're going, but are you not going to take it off me first? You're like, no, 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 fine, just... Just push ahead. I don't mind. And then you've got things like leather coats or guard dogs that are anyway soaking the hits. So the 
damage doesn't really bother you and it's a way of getting more damage out of without spending actions yeah it's really nice this i love just the idea of like you could have heroic rescue and safeguard and maybe never move you know (laughs) either you let other people other investigators move you and you kind of trail them or if they spread out without you you can then play heroic rescue and join them again you just yeah give up moving you're kind of like a guardian statue at that point just not moving at all yeah, absolutely. Sweet card. Nice. Yeah, I think I'd take this over an upgraded taunt. Wow. Hey, that's big praise yes. for this. Well, I think up yeah. level two taunt doesn't doesn't give you a huge amount over level one taunt. Uh but I, I it like gives this. You the, does it give you the card card draw for each enemy you engage? Yeah, which is typically yeah. you know, I use taunt one or two. often for yeah. one or two enemies. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think heroic's heroic rescue. Uh mm-hmm. I think it just that that combined move I think is so good. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So too. like it a lot, like it a lot. Just want to say at this point to listeners, um, the summoning ritual that I attempted to try and bring Peter on the cast for this episode has resulted in some strange weather disturbances as well. And if you can hear loud winds on my microphone or Peter's, we're doing our best to mitigate against it, but also we thought we'd rather record than not. So hopefully it's atmosphere that you yes. can hear. I've tried all the, the mitigations. I've, I've sacrificed the chicken. No joy. I've yeah. danced around uh, a bucket of water outside. None of the irregular mitigations for, for Howling Wind have worked. Damn. Yeah, it's tough. This is the price you pay to pass the point of no return. Okay, the next card. Oh my goodness, is another upgraded card. Leadership level two. It's still a skill card. It's a leveled up skill. Hey, spoke too soon. It has a wild icon. It's practiced, treated. While leadership is committed to a skill test being performed by another investigator, leadership gains willpower and wild icons. If this test is successful, gain two resources. If leadership is committed to a skill test being performed by another investigator, that investigator also gains two resources. Wow. (laughs) It's like a mini stand together. Yeah, yeah. The level zero had the first paragraph but not the second paragraph. So it's gained this resource ability and it had the same icons. Have you ever played Leadership Level Zero? I don't think I have, but I think someone else I know has, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this makes it, this upgrade makes it a lot more attractive, if I'm mm. being honest. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. There's a bit of symmetry here with this and Self-Sacrifice, the Guardian skill that came out a couple of packs ago, where you can draw two cards and you can... I, that you, you give it to another investigator and you can resolve the effects of the test failing. So you could have leadership where you're giving yourselves resources, both of you, and then you could also have self-sacrifice where you're drawing cards and that you know you could have card draw and resource generation as your skill card suite in Guardian, which feels kind of cool. Like particularly if most of the rest of your deck is taken up with allies and weapons and you know events that help you fight enemies. Having a bit of economy in your skill suite seems really nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. Yeah, my experience with the level zero one is that I played it very rarely because I play solo mostly. So it's like a yeah. you know, subpar unexpected courage. Like there's two homes that I think are good. One is protecting low willpower characters. Like this becomes a take the initiative or something like that for a skid's committing it to skids or committing it to a low willpower character to help them with a treachery. That feels nice. And then the other thing is if you're paired with a mystic, like that 
big attack that they need to land, this is just so helpful to give them a plus three, sort of have that ready. I do like that it still gives you the resources, even if it's you commit to one of your own tests. Yeah, yeah. You could use it maybe more proactively then. Yeah, so using it on yourself probably still isn't a great use of 2 XP, but it's an, it's an actionless 2 resources mm-hmm. that also gives you a 1 pip towards a test. Not great for 2 XP, but mm-hmm. a hell of a yeah. lot better than, than just a single pip at level 0, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking now that there's sort of like a... There's a subpar use case and then a best use case, and the, the upgraded version has kind of made both of them be decent a a little bit more decent so exactly as you say like in a pinch you chuck this into a test for plus one to yourself and at least you get two resources out of it and that's not the situation you're looking for but if the situation really calls for it you do that and that's all right and then also the ideal is you give it to someone else you generate four resources for your party and give them a plus three which feels very generous it's practiced as well right so practice makes perfect could hunt it up yeah, so yeah. you could also have it in your deck and and trigger it when you desperately need it, which seems good as well. You know, like oh, this is the prime moment. If only I had leadership, and then you go and fetch it. So that would be yeah, Mark or Roland or Joe could all do that. I think cool, nice. Okay, next two upgraded cards for cards we already know and and love. Next. Okay, this is exciting now because we've got our uh, upgraded untranslated card. Uh, and this oh, is... Okay, yeah. Well, sh- should I... Let's look at one of them and then we'll we'll quickly look at the other two, right? Yeah, oh, there's three. There's yes, three. okay, yeah, you're ahead of me. Yeah, okay, I'm going to put them all out in a, le- a row. Yeah. Okay, so we have Dream Diary, Dreams of an Explorer. And this is uh, an asset that uses a hand slot, item, tome, and charm. It is cost two. Uh, 3 XP, and it has a willpower and an agility pip. You can only include this asset in your deck by upgrading it from Dream Diary Untranslated, and only if you have interpreted the dreams in your campaign log. So far, so standard for these cards. While you're Mm. at a location with at least four shroud, your essence of the dream games two wild icons. Reaction, when your turn begins, search your bonded card for essence of the dream and add it to your hand. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, wow. so, it, so on the basic level, for anyone who doesn't remember, you have to spend an action to add the essence to your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to, when you translate it, uh, you have to commit it and succeed by three, I think. Yeah, you're right. An yeah. essence of the dream is just a skill card with two icons that gets put back into your bond, bonded cards every time it leaves play. Yeah, yeah. It can't hit your discard pile if it gets discarded from your hand, it just goes straight back to the bond. So the two things it does, it keeps Essence of the Dream the same, which I think is quite cool. But it Yeah, mo- really nice. It modifies how that card works, and it gives you it back every single turn. Mm. Yeah. So should we look through what the other... I imagine the other two... Let's have a look at the next one. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Let's just quickly look at the other two as well. Okay. So Dreams of a Madman gives you, while you're engaged with an enemy, the Essence of the Dream gains two wild icons. And finally, Dreams of a Child gives you, while you have at least eight cards in hand, your Essence of the Dream gains two wild icons. Wow. So you've got you've got a four wild icon card in hand. If you're an explorer, it's at High Shroud. If you're a madman, it's when you're engaged with an enemy. And if you're a child, it's when you have eight cards in hand. 
Yeah. And, like, I think my gut reaction was that these icons only apply to a relevant test. <laughs> so, mm. an investigate test. But they're not. They could be any test because they're wild icons. Yeah. Yeah. So, say you've got an enemy engaged with you, you might get four icons to evade. Yeah. Every time there's an enemy engaged with you. You could also commit Essence of the Dream, if I'm remembering correctly, to someone else who's attacking that engaged enemy. Sure. As long as you've got it in hand. Don't see yeah. why you couldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless there's a... Can Essence of the Dream be committed to any test? There's nothing on the card on Essence of the Dream that says it can't. It just has the text that it returns to your bonded cards, right? It doesn't say, wow. Well, this is great because my Mandy has just translated her dream diary. So this leaves me with an interesting choice. And I've been playing with the DES or your favorite, the HES. So the (laughs) idea of dreams of a child and having having a, a big hand, you know, I steadily have a hand of 10 or 11 cards. Yes. And that means you're getting a four wild icon to use every turn. Super good. That's really nice. These, they aren't unique either, are they? No. So if you had two of them in play, mm-hmm. you could double up on your icons, your wild icons. Yeah. Now, interestingly, I did see a rules query because when Essence of the Dream came out, we only got one copy in the pack. Yes. We got two copies of Dream Diary and one copy. Have you seen this rule as well? No, I haven't. Someone said to Matt, why um, why aren't the two copies? And he said it's intended that you can only ever have one Essence of the Dream in your bonded cards. Yes. Obviously, don't take my word for it, because I just kind of glossed reading it. But basically, you couldn't put two Dream Diaries into play and trigger two reactions and have two Essence of the Dream in hand. Right. You can only ever have one Essence of the Dream. You could have two Dream Diary in play so that your Essence of the Dream has two different bonus abilities. But, yeah, you'd still only get one per turn. But that, that's which make... fine once you've got the once you've got the upgraded version. Mm, yeah. Because, well, I suppose you might, you know, having two in play, might, might, you'd still want that because you have two in hand. But yeah. what you could do is you could either, you could split which ones you pick, or you could pick the same one and reliably trigger that. Uh, or be more flexible so you pick say the four shroud and the enemy one Mm, and then whenever you need a bit of a boost on those tests you've got it or pick two of the if you're playing your hand enhancing serum pick the two eight cards in hand and then every turn you get a six icon skill card right oh yes okay because you're hitting the triggering condition twice yes Yeah. yeah you have at least eight cards in hand for dream diary one and two (laughs) That is ludicrous. And I was just thinking as you were talking about how Min really likes this, because even just committing a two-icon card every turn... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Even if you're not getting the, the specific bonus icons, she's got a three-wild icon to give out once a turn. You know, with Analytical Mind down as well, she's drawing a card off it, and it's a card that she gets back every turn. Like, that's a just a two-card engine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super powerful. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She likes okay. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Likes it a lot. I mean, she. I guess she, she has an easier time of upgrading from the base level anyway, doesn't she? Yeah, because she commits it and it's plus three straight away. Yeah. I don't think, I know we said beforehand, we weren't going to speak mm. too much about individual investigators using these cards and we've gone straight into it. No, no, um, go, go. But does Min really put anything else in her hands? I know that the Ancient Stones build is quite popular with Min. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know that's not the only way to build it, and I feel like of all the in- all the seekers, maybe there's not a huge amount she wants to carry around in her hands. Mm-hmm. 
So this could fit well in here. Yeah, I think I think so. And I would say that I think Seekers have shifted slightly over maybe the end of Circle Undone and into this cycle with the pressure on their hands. Because there's now Mag Glass, Hawkeye yeah. Folding Camera, Occult Lexicon, and now we're starting to reach like a breaking point with tomes where there's, I mean, people aren't using Esoteric Atlas too much, but there's also now Otherworldly Codex. There's now Dream Diary that takes up a slot. Old Book of Lore is kind of come back in fashion for some Mandy decks. Yeah. Suddenly the hands are getting really busy. I think after this episode, I'm going to plan a, a min deck using this card. That'd be really nice. Because of, yeah. of course, we've also had Brute Force and Sharp Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are, are, are nice min cards as well. Yes, and actually, you might you might not necessarily want to take a fight action with Min, but Brute Force gives you plus three, so that takes it to five. Min's Wild Icon, six. Yeah. If you've also got <laughs> Dream Diary, even if you've not got Dreams of a Madman, you're still getting a plus two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be at so a four-star location. So then you're at eight. You're fighting eight. at eight. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> don't, don't, don't cross the, the secretary. Wow, nice. The Brute Force Secretary. That's a really good idea. I like it. That's really cool. Yep. This is really lovely. And this actually ties in again with upgraded skill cards. Imagine if these three cards were three different upgraded versions of Unexpected Courage. That would be cool, but it's so much less sophisticated, I suppose, than this, which feels a really cool way of taking a single card and then riffing on how it changes. And it's a really nice change, as you said, to how this the the um, mini quest cards, the side quest cards upgrade. Yeah, like this just changes the route, and then you've still got a single card that actually sort of remains the same. I like it a lot. Really cool. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's seeker done. Yes. Triple dream diary. Okay. So this is really convenient, listener, because we just had a quick technical difficulties pause. And we're back. And in that interim time, I happen to look at the next card. And I am brim full of things to say about this card. So this is Haste. It's a rogue asset. Three cost, two XP, a single agility icon. It's ritual traded. Limit one per investigator. And it has a reaction. After you perform the same type of action twice in a row, exhaust Haste, take another action of that type again. Types include activate. Engage, evade, fight, investigate, move, play, resource, and draw. And it takes up an arcane slot. And the art is Dexter Drake with at least seven hands just being a maniac. It looks awesome. This, to me, is such a big hint that Dexter Drake is going to be off-class rogue. You know, zero to two rogue. He's got to be so he can take this card, right? And sleight of hand. And sleight of hand, yeah. Yeah. What a card. Peter, tell me about it. Yeah, this is an interesting one. It instantly brings to mind, to me, a Netrunner card, which is Jeeves. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, It lets you perform a third... uh, When you take three actions of a type in a row, Mm -hmm. you can perform... uh, You get another action. Yeah. This is similar. Yeah, so you can play a card three uh, twice, and then you can play a third card. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could do move, move, then free move, or resource, resource, free resource. Yeah. All good combinations of thing. I very much like... So it, it's effectively it's an extra action if you can use yep. that action effectively, if you see what yep. I mean. Wow, I said that was a really mm-hmm. horrible sentence. Effectively, yep. it's an extra action if you can use the action effectively. Is that horrible or poetic? You're the editor, Frank. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> really perfect. <laughs> There's probably always going to be a good time to go resource, resource, 
and get another resource. It's just that that's not particularly efficient. Yeah, You're spending two actions to get three resources. You know, there are plenty of other ways to get more resources per action, particularly in Rogue. But that that's kind of at its core, isn't it? Or you can spend two actions to draw and you get a third card out of it. That seems to me, again, like base level, that's all right. Where I start to get kind of excited about it is the idea that maybe you fight with a switchblade yeah. and you do hit, hit, and get another hit. Like Particularly in Rogue where you have unreliable damage or certainly not sure thing damage. Being able to just keep stabbing away at a big enemy seems really nice, really good. Um, maybe there's also a time when you're, say, Finn, and you're doing a lot of evading, and you have to do evade, evade, but you'd need three enemies engaged with you before that happens. Might not necessarily happen. I mean, if you're doing, like, a payday Finn, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. take, you know, play an event, play an event, and then get a free payday for an yeah. extra action, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really nice. Really nice. I, I I definitely think the fight and investigate. Oh, interestingly, it includes activate. Yeah. So that's could be. So when you're using a switchblade, you're not using the fight action. You're using an activate. Yeah. So you do switchblade, switchblade, and then switchblade again. But obviously, they don't mm. all have to be the same. I tell you what, it works on uh, weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So there's double yeah. action weaknesses. Is that's an activate, right? Yeah, so you would double action clear a weakness and then get a free action to activate, say, a flashlight. Oh, is that? But are you taking the same type of action twice in a row there? Are you activating twice when you clear a weakness, or is it just two oh, actions? If you perform the same type of action twice in a row, no, you're not right. It just costs you an additional action, yeah. I would guess. Yeah, maybe that doesn't work. But still, right, you could do, like, you don't have to activate the same thing. So you could do, like, fight twice with a machete and then activate. Someone else? Mm-hmm. Cat burglar? Yeah. I don't know what deck's yeah. playing machete ah, and cat good burglar. Question. <laughs> Do you, uh, does the fact that it has bold fight on machete or switchblade mean that it's modifying the activate action to make it into a fight action? don't think so. It's not... Okay. Yeah, I don't think so would be my, my reading of that. Because it's got activate on there. And those are specifically activates, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking, you know, cat burglar doesn't have a bold keyword after it. So that could be an activate. Whereas flashlight, lockpicks, switchblade, machete have a bold word off. I don't know. I'd have to go and check how that's worded in the rules. So if, if Frank, we consider this is a bonus action, mm-hmm. how does it compare to our, our gold standard of bonus action cards, Leo De Luca? Mm. So Leo pays six or five for zero or one XP, and then you can spend the action very flexibly in anything you want. Haste somewhat controls how you spend that action yeah and the the kind of the thing that's underlying this for me is one of the things i like as rogues is flexibility and this slightly puts you down tram lines that you try and pair up actions i think it's something i could play around i I think especially the turns you need an extra action are likely to be turns where you're doing a lot of the same thing think about like the end of carnival where you just need to row action one row action two row Get a free row action from haste. <laughs> action, action three row. You know, you're just you're just rowing, and that sort of makes sense. Or similarly, when you're just sprinting to a final location, move, move. You get a free move out of it. Yeah, it it seems slightly more limited in in the actions it gives you. Yeah, I do quite like it in Preston as well, 
not only because mm, Preston okay. likes to fill his... So the, the the final piece of the puzzle with the Leo comparison is that this doesn't use an ally slot. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. It uses a ritual. It uses sorry, an arcane slot. It is a ritual, which is pretty underdeveloped in Rogue until we get mm-hmm. Dexter, who's obviously going to be a Mystic Rogue. Yeah, so it's only really Safina who's using her arcane slots. Yeah. So if I put it in Preston, I like the ally slot as Preston, but using yeah. your inheritance is an activate action. So as long as I mm. activate at least one of the card, or want to activate at least one of the card on my turn, I can I can recoup the action I've spent. Yeah, that's unloading nice. my inheritance. Do mm. like investments inheritance, free action to use my fire axe. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Really good. Yeah. Or you know investments fire axe, and then you've still got a spare action to take the inheritance as well. Yeah. In fact, you do the investments yeah. last because that moves the money into your resource pool. Just yeah. the last thing you want yeah, to do yeah. when you're using your fire axe. Yeah, suddenly take 10 and then hit <laughs> weekly, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's a curious card. 2 XP as well, it's sort of maybe keeping it out of the hands of certain people. Yeah. Wow, does, does Leo Anderson like it as well? It's a way of getting extra actions. I mean, maybe he likes Leo De Luca, but... He's going to be punching and, and using weapons a lot, yeah. so yes? Yeah. I think so. Fight, fight, get a free fight seems pretty decent i think maybe you know the the point we're reaching as well is that maybe with extra actions you pick the one that best suits you so do you go well i'm just going to run two copies of swift reflexes because that's what i want to get my extra actions with or are you someone with a high skill value and you put quick thinking in it it's maybe not that one is necessarily better it's which build best exemplifies the strengths of that action i suppose and and it might be that you have a deck style that haste really fits into like it'd be interesting to see how dexter turns out but maybe maybe he does want to be doing sets of the same action for whatever reason in which case this becomes really useful yeah okay should we move on yes yeah daredevil yes we've seen this card Mm -hmm. we've talked a bit off air about this i think but i don't think we talked about it on the cast is that right i think we talked about it briefly on the cast Maybe we're oh, talking about three aces. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. Okay, I'll read it. This yeah. is a rogue skill card. It is two XP and it has a single wild icon. It has the mm-hmm. fortune and practice traits. After you commit Daredevil to a skill test, reveal cards from the top of your deck until you reveal a rogue skill card you can commit to this test. Commit it. Shuffle each other revealed card back into your deck. And then the the flavor text is, "You're a maniac, Winnie." I know. Isn't it wonderful? Very roguey. Yes. Yeah. We've talked about it a bit. Probably worth touching on the fact that it specifically says rogue skill. So you don't just reveal until you find a rogue card you can commit. It has to be a rogue skill card, which means that you can, to a great extent, depending on your deck composition, know exactly which card you're going to get. Yes. Either because you've not put very many rogue skill cards in or because you know what's left. So yeah, you could use this to fetch the third of three aces if you know that that's the only rogue skill card left. You could use this to fetch double or nothing. Likewise, if you know it's the only card you've got left. Yeah. Or you could use this in Succeed by Two where you do Potluck and almost any other card that's a rogue skill card that's adding to the test that you're already putting two or three into, you're you're just getting more options. So this finds you an opportunist too or a quick thinking or a watch this. You just kind of use this to be copy three and or four of all of your other cards yeah. and sort of trifle them up. But it seems like a lot for 2xp, to be honest. Sorry, mm. it seems like 
and not a great return on 2xp. I don't know, maybe it is. It does give you an icon towards the test as well. So it's a tutor. It's sort of a tutor for a skill card. Yeah. <laughs> that helps you succeed at a skill test. Yeah. I suppose it's okay. Like in theory, that Leo Anderson deck you described where you run Daredevil and three aces and that's it. This could be an entire deck search for 2xp for the for a guaranteed one card you need. It's just done during a test and with a certain degree of unreliability, depending on what else is in your deck. It's it's funny, actually. I've been thinking about Word of Command that I was a little bit lukewarm on, which is also 2xp and 2 cost and fetch any spell from your deck. And they kind of sum up, I think, where Rogue and Mystic are at at the moment, that Mystics need time to set up and they can fetch the spells they need when they have a quiet moment. And Rogues are maybe doing their setup and their deck searches as part of big tests and things like that. So yeah, it's a, I think it's instructive to look at it in that way, but it doesn't necessarily make it any more exciting. I think there's, as you said, there's two versions of this. There's either the deck where you run maybe one other skill card and this just fetches you it, or there's the deck where you have lots of rogue skill cards. And that latter one is the one I'm excited about, where... As I've already said on the cast, playing Tony, you just kind of go potluck and you chuck in three or four cards that you have and see what happens. And normally it ends up in like complete carnage. Should we move on? Let's move on. Okay, this is going to be a fun one to work out, I think, because I can see that we have a myriad card. Yes. But it has three different subtitles. Yes. Right. This is Empower Self. Three cost asset, two XP. And depending on the version you look at, there's double combat, double agility, or double intellect icons. Subtitles, stamina, that's the combat. Alacrity, that's the agility. And acuity, that's the intellect. Myriad, limit one empower self stamina per deck. I'm assuming it's the same on the other two, yeah. Up to three empower self cards take up a single arcane slot. Any time a card effect requires you to use willpower instead of combat, you may ignore that aspect of the effect. Free trigger, exhaust empower self, you get plus two combat for this test. Alacrity does the same, but it's agility instead of uh, combat, and you get plus two agility. And acuity does the same, but it's intellect instead of combat, and you get plus two intellect. (laughs) Wow. Okay. This is such a, a contradiction in a card, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we've said all along that mystics are about turning your all your other stats into your willpower, and here's one that does the reverse. It turns it turns the stats you've turned into willpower back into their their base stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. As such, I, like, is any mystic going to want to run this? Mm. Especially because they take up an arcane slot. Yeah, they take up one slot for all three of them. Yes. So once you have one, you know you can sort of fill out the others. They cost two XP for all three cards as well, because they're Myriad, mm-hmm. and they're all the same name. So two XP for three cards, they're kind of pricey at three cost as well. Yeah. Getting all three down, pay nine. So let's run through our Mystic stat well, is this Is this a... No, go on. You, you go first. First of all, Agnes probably doesn't want to use Intellect or Combat 2 in place of Willpower 5. But the people I was thinking of maybe are Marie, who already has an intellect of four. So maybe things based off intellect, she wants to boost her intellect rather than her willpower. 
And that also would mean that you could do things like throw deductions into sixth sense or right of seeking tests because you're still testing intellect. Mm. And then the other person I thought of maybe is Diana, who has threes across the boards apart from her one willpower. Yes, I could. I could. Diana, I think I can see this most in. I think I, mm. I like the combat one in Diana if you're using a weapon as well. Mm. Yeah. So you could put this in your. Yeah, you could put this in your in your arcane slot potentially before you've got a big tasty spell, and you've mm-hmm. got your willpower powered up, and use like a machete to be fighting at three, four, five, six. And also, if you were to draw shriveling before machete, you could play shriveling in this, and rather than fight at a one, fight at a three, four, five with empower self. Like it's not ideal for your shriveling, but. You get to use shriveling at a time when normally you say, look, I need to cancel loads of things first. Yeah. Well, I mean, likewise, you could be using mists and instead of trying to evade at a one, you evade at a five with your agility and, and the boost from alacrity. Yeah. I guess the other one, the other use I see of it is in Sephina. Mm. And what you could do is, so if you if you use the alacrity one, Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says you have to use all of them, by the way. You could just put one in your deck. No, yeah. If you use the Alacrity one, you could then make Agility Sephina's stat of focus, right? And that eliminates the problem yeah. you have in Seph, where you're trying to dig up willpower boosts, but a lot of your rogue cards are still working off Agility. So rather than having to put in, like, Four of Cups or David Redfield or whatever, you can use, mm. I mean, Streetwise. So... yeah. Of course, it only works on skill cards that replace your agility. So, mists, basically. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, suggestion where you get to combine your willpower and agility doesn't, this doesn't make any difference with that. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And the new suite of spell events read the signs, ephemeral form, and spectral razor. They're also all combination effects. So, yeah, this, that's these they cards add, don't add really to your stats. They don't really help. Combine with them. Yeah. I mean, these help in that if you have them down, you do a read the signs and tap acuity and you get plus two intellect as well as whatever your willpower is adding. Yeah. You know, there's there's help there if you're just generally testing your non-willpower stats. But, is that... but I'm not sure I want to pay three resources yeah. and two XP for And an arcane two. slot. And an arcane slot, yeah. Does Luke like them if he's playing all of those events and his the rest of his stat line isn't that great? I mean, you need to be super rich at that point to be able to spit them all out. They're they're fascinating. They're really weird. I, I don't know whether the clues for a different type of mystic coming. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But maybe maybe they're a helpful card solo, where you've just got a baked in useful boost. You know, like say I had alacrity in Mateo, I might not yet have seen my mists, but I've got a way of evading repeatedly, which is useful in solo. Like you evade an enemy, and you've then essentially dealt with it. Yeah, evade at a five. That's that's all right, but it's pretty damn expensive to get. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, a plus two to a test once a yeah. turn. That's not terrible. But yeah, I feel there's easier ways of getting the same boost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a puzzle then. A puzzle. Should we move on? We need to keep an eye out for mystics who don't want to use willpower. Yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Now we have uh, uh, an ally. Okay. This is. Uh, Twi- Twyla? Twyla? I think Twyla, yeah. Twyla Catherine Price, lost in a dream. She is a mystic asset. She's an ally. 
Uh, she costs three and is three XP. She has uh, intellect and agility pips, and she has ally, artist, and dreamer traits. She her ability is reaction. After you spend one or more charges from a spell asset, exhaust Twilight Catherine Price, place one charge on that asset. Sometimes this world, I wish I never came back. She has one health and two sanity. So Whoa, Peter. I know. Right. So she's she's relatively expensive for an asset and relatively fragile. Yeah. And a fair bit of XP. But that ability mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. That I mean, that is fantastic. So the 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 only reservation I have is that you might say want to use multiple shriveling charges in one go, and you'll only ever get one back from her for doing that because you'd you'd do first action shrivel and you'd exhaust Twyla and get a shrivel back. Second action shrivel and you can't then do that again. But that is a small caveat. She feels like she might fit really nicely in a catchy where you're doing stuff with charges anyway. Yeah. And like particularly in a catchy, I've been using Torrent of Power and playing cheap spell assets that have lots of charges to then use Torrent. And you can use her for this, right? You're spending charges from a spell asset. It doesn't say after you activate its ability. So that also turns your alchemical transmutation Torrent batteries into even more reliable sources of charges oh love it really nice so recharge adds additional tokens to spells right that's yeah. two xp zero cost and mm-hmm. it adds three charges three charges yeah so as long as you use twyla more than three times which would be three turns mm-hmm. she's worth that investment yeah downside of recharge you can lose the asset if you draw a, a special token yes. which is which great is pretty horrible yeah <laughs> yeah so, so also that means with recharge, you'd want to wait until your asset is empty to minimize the risk. Whereas with this, you could shrivel. Uh, you, know, you have unlimited shriveling charges, right? A ghoul turns up, you shrivel it with one shot and tap Twyler. You've not spent a shriveling charge at that yeah. point. You've just replaced itself. So you can kind of keep the thing you don't want to do with shriveling or right of seeking charges is use them inefficiently. And Twyla just sort of smooths all of that out. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You want to save those charges when a big enemy comes up. And to an extent, if Twyla's not preserving those charges when, you know, the mindless dancer or whatever has shown up, yeah, uh, fine, yeah. you get another shriveling. This stops you spending those shriveling charges on rats and tiny ghouls. Yeah, yeah. That's really That's nice. really nice. She's great, yeah. What you could do is spend charges off an expensive asset. And then Twyla mm-hmm. gets them back. Yeah. Especially if you're not doing anything else with her that turn. Yeah, but she, like, the nice play with Torrent is that you Torrent and spend, say, two or three charges, and you get plus two to four, depending on the test. Yeah. Because it's it's a willpower and a, and a wild. And Twyla only gives you back one charge when you do that. Yes. Because it's after you spend one yeah, or yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ideally, yeah, yeah. ideally, it's it's charges that you don't care about it but it t- I I'm have saying, used by the way torrent to spend three shriveling charges <laughs> sometimes you gotta, you just gotta yeah you gotta torrent those charges what I'm, what I'm saying is torrent um twyla could take out the sting of using uh yeah. torrent on, an, on a more expensive asset agreed absolutely agreed yeah and you, you might even be in a situation where you have two torrents in hand and you've say you've got a couple of charges on a right of seeking and the 
clue finding portion of the scenario is over. And so, you know, you do one torrent and spend two charges and use Twilight to put another charge back on the right of Seeking. So you've got then another charge to spend on the next torrent, which is really cool. Yeah, really good. Really exciting, I think. I think I love the way she smooths out how you use those key spells. And it'll be really interesting to see if Right of Seeking sneaks back in above Sixth Sense. I've been really enjoying watching which one's more popular. Yeah, and yeah. This might nudge Right of Seeking back on top. Yeah. And it'd be good to see what happens next. Uh, also, cool thing for Solo, you could have unlimited scrying charges. So you could always know what the next three cards are of the encounter deck. I mean, you could do that in multiplayer as well, but super strong in solo that you use Twyla to keep your scrying charged up and you just always know what's coming up. You know, you'd only need to use Twyla once every three turns for that as well. <laughs> so you could also use her for your shriveling or whatever on the other turns. Pretty good. Like maximum control. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's move on. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Uh, it's me now and it's a glimmer of hope. This card was announced... It's blessed and fortune traded. It's a one cost event, zero XP with a wild icon, and it's myriad. There's three of them. A glimmer of hope can only be played from your discard pile. And that then reads, add all copies of a glimmer of hope in your discard pile to your hand, including this copy. Beautiful art by Jason Cafe. Yes, this is a curious one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It does nothing except return itself to your hand. Yeah. Is it good? Is it good, Frank? So how have you got it in the discard pile? Well, commit it in the first place. Commit it to tests or burn mm-hmm. it to Pete's ability or Wendy's ability or cornered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or anything which requires you to discard a card. Yeah, Patrice sees it in the course of going through her deck and if you either commit it to things or just let them fall, she then has... I mean, I think you only want to use the action when you can get all three back. Yes. Because then you're drawing three wild icons to your hand. I don't know if I want to spend one and an action to draw one wild icon to hand. So I'm waiting for that point, I suppose. Would you spend an action to draw three... It's an interesting... This has come in the same pack as uh, Dream Diaries, Upgraded Dream Diaries. Would you spend an action Mm -hmm. to draw a three icon card? Yeah. Would you? Would I? Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the person I probably wouldn't do that in is Patrice because I get three icons and I've only got two actions left then to spend those three icons. Yes. So that feels like the window of opportunity is very narrow indeed. Yeah. I like the idea of maybe being about to go into a final location that I need to, you know, get the clues or kill the enemy. And maybe last action before the following turn, I do action glimmer of hope, grab these three back. Maybe my deck is about to shuffle at that point as well. So then I have them in hand and then sort of spitting them out. You know, someone who maybe does like them also is Min. I was, a, I was each just one gearing up to two. talk about <laughs> <laughs> read your mind. Each one becomes yeah. an unexpected courage for other investigators, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a repeatable unexpected courage insofar as when she has a down moment, she grabs it. It definitely bag. fits yeah. in this big hand serum, uh, Min, I think, because they all three use up one slot. The mm-hmm. disadvantage, of course, is that I say it's an action to draw a three icon card. You can only commit one to another player yes yeah. so that makes it slightly more awkward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it costs one as well actually which is costs one to yeah. that's why i was saying you probably want to draw all three back out of your discard pile while there's only one in your discard pile you're not playing that action no way 
Will we see something, some kind of survivor card that plays off a reaction to if you play a card from your discard pile? Because we've got improvised weapon, impromptu barrier, wing it. We'd now have glimmer of hope that you can pull out of your discard pile. Wendy can play the top event from her discard pile. I think it's that's as if it's in her hand though. But maybe there'll be a card that that rewards that in some way, like you know, dustbin king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. The only other thing I'd say, maybe this fits, maybe as a Mandy off class that she can fetch these cards pretty easily so she can trigger big hand, as you said. Yeah, I just, I feel like there's, you just put actually good cards in Mandy. <laughs> Not cards that, I mean, putting a card in to fill out your hand just feels like a, a real false economy. Mm-hmm. I think it, you, yeah. you definitely want it, well, you definitely only want to be looking at it if you've got other abilities which trigger off discarding cards or you some mm-hmm. of the benefit for committing cards. I think as like, you know, Duke food for Pete. Mm-hmm. It's maybe not terrible. Well, and here here's a, a follow-up then. What other ways are there in Ashkan Pete that he can draw three cards for an action? And I'm thinking there are very few. Yeah. I've seen Pete decks that run preposterous, preposterous sketches. I was about to say, exactly that, yeah. Pay two and a card to draw three. And this is pay one and no cards to draw three. So like that, that feels quite nice as Ashkan food, just as a a way of getting three cards in hand really quickly. Maybe the next thing you need to do that turn is just investigate twice with Duke and you don't want to commit the... <laughs> you don't want to discard the catastrophe in hand or whatever other card, vital card in hand. So you spend one, draws you a couple of cards. Maybe you know you've got Racked by Nightmares in the next few cards in your deck just because you've not seen it yet. So then you avoid drawing from your deck. Yeah. I can see it having an application there. I don't think it's stellar, but I think that's reasonable. Mm. Uh, Fire and interesting for the moment, I think. <laughs> right. L- last card in the pack? Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Can, can you help me with the pronunciation here, Frank? Is it Expeditus? Expe- I think Expeditious. 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 Yeah. Expeditious. Expeditious Retreat. This is a survivor skill card. It is mm. 1 XP. It has... <laughs> Let me see where this is going. It has one agility icon, uh, mm-hmm. max one committed per skill test, while, how do we say it again? Expeditious. No, what was it? Expeditious. Expeditious. Yeah. Expeditious. Uh, like expedition. While expeditious retreat is committed during a basic evade action, it gains two agility icons and the text, if this test is successful by two or more, you may automatically evade another enemy at your location. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah, okay. very much following the structure of the other ones mm-hmm. the other similar cards so brute force was do three damage if you succeed by two or more yes sharp vision was sharp vision two cards uh, two clues two bonus two clues. clues yeah is it two clues it two bonus clues I, I three remember. clues yeah sharp vision is one additional clue so two clues if you succeed by okay. two or more and you're getting a plus three and this is evade two enemies yes is it if you good by two or is more. it good yeah is it good? Hmm. What do you think? Is it good? Slightly less good in solo where you might not have two enemies on you, but probably more useful in solo where compressing one evade into two evades is, well, two evades into one rather, is really nice. Yeah. I would be tempted to say evasion I'm most likely to do as a basic evade. Yes, I was going to say exactly that because you don't have, there's fewer cards like lockpicks or weapons. Yeah, yeah. So in someone like, say, Wendy, 
or Silas for that matter, you're relying on your four agility to evade anyway. And getting a plus three, you evade at seven. That's really nice. Really good. You're maybe running Track Shoes or Peter, which are giving you static boosts to agility. So you're already then evading more powerfully, which is good. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Rita evades at an eight with it. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've... We've been in situations where I was listening back to one of our casts, uh, recent casts, and we talked about that time we played the Knights Usurper, and the mm-hmm. improvised barrier turned out to be really good because we just had so many enemies on us. So actually, yeah. if evading two enemies, you may automatically evade another enemy in the, at your location, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. Yeah. An automatic evade. Yeah. You could do... You can be kind of cheeky as well then. You evade the one evade, yeah. big beefy enemy, succeed by two, and also evade the four evade enemy that, you know, you probably weren't going to evade anyway, but now it's just gone as well. Yeah. And that, that feels like you're getting impressive value from it. If you, you wait for a, a, cultist, a cultist to appear at the hospital, move in, and then you can automatically evade Ruth Pierce as well, right? Boom. Yeah. She's evade five. Yeah. That is really nice. Yeah, it made me think of what you said about ethereal form and that idea of what you want from your evade actions is a more value and more evasion from them. Yeah. And that I think is a really good way of weighing up how good or bad an evade is. So mists gives you a move as well, which I think is generally quite good, but a little bit frustrating when you want to do evade, investigate, leave which it throws that out of sequence blinding light gives you the evade and damage which normally isn't so good and this i would say is probably on the high end of being quite useful because it's evade and have another evade action if you've done well enough which i like but obviously requires there to be two enemies it also says they don't need to be engaged with you so if you're playing in multiplayer and you've drawn two enemies in the mythos phase your evading character First action does expeditious retreat and evades two enemies at the group's location and then trundles off. And you've saved, you know, maybe your fighter has saved an action, engage, kill, whatever enemy it is on the seeker. It, it kind of, it's a nice action compression at that point, isn't it? Yeah, although you do need to be engaged with one of the enemies because it's a basic evader. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I also think maybe Finn, if it's well in Finn, because Finn is going to be taking basic evade actions quite often. Mm-hmm. But he can't take any cards above level zero. Oh, is it? I thought it was zero to one. Ah, oh, yeah. No, no, that no sucks. he's just five level zero. Yeah. It's probably not finding its way into Tony, who can take zero to one. Yeah. He's more probably more interested in brute force. Maybe finding its way into Mandy. She evades at six. You know, I've but, but I've been playing rogue off-class Mandy, where you're just playing decoy or slip away, which gives you a much bigger boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Again, yeah, file under industry, in, under interesting. The other place I think that these three skill cards might fit really nicely, I think I've mentioned this to you already, is in Calvin. Because Calvin, once he's powered up, the one thing he really lacks in the survivor pool is compression. And so having ways of getting more clues or doing more damage or evading more enemies is really nice. And when you're testing then at, say, an eight, like his, if he's at five or four damage on him his stats are suddenly ludicrously high you're giving yourself a nice plus three to a test and getting some bonus for over succeeding that's kind of nice yeah it's more succeed by two 
triggers as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by two Tony. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 very true. Pack them in. Cool, that's the pack. Uh, any standouts to you? I think uh, uh, Twyla. Was it Twyla? Yeah, Twyla. She, I think she could become a staple of Mystics. Yeah. She seems really good. And I'm really surprisingly impressed with the untranslated card this cycle. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, the Dream Diary is super cool. Oh, and I think Heroic Rescue Level 2. I think that's that's really smart. I like that a lot. I can see that just sneaking into quite a few decks. Yeah, absolutely. Just It's just like a useful flex card. I love how it frees up other players to do things, which feels so Guardian-y. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead with your turn. I'll protect yeah, you. It's, You're like, but have this, I feel have this enemy on me. Yeah, it go just feels so such good utility. Yeah. It fits exactly into a into a situation where you can, you can see happening in a game, right? Like, my, <laughs> yeah, my guardian yeah, yeah. is one location away and there's an enemy on me. How do I get him here <laughs> to stop me from getting <laughs> hit? Um, yeah. It just fits yeah, that yeah. slot perfectly. Yeah. And it's so so protectory to just say, just carry on with your turn. I don't mind. Like That's where I think this is the nicest, is when you proactively trigger it, you get someone to trigger an attack of opportunity. Because it's just an attack. So it could be a... Could be a retaliate, could be an attack of opportunity, or it could be an attack in the enemy phase. Lots of flexibility. Yeah. My ones to watch, or ones for you, listener, to tell me about Empower Self, I'm fascinated by and have no idea how it fits. Be very interesting. And yeah, have we missed anything with Glimmer of Hope? I think it'd be really interesting to hear if people have had good ideas for Glimmer of Hope. And if you write into me and say it's a really good Patrice card, we need to have a conversation. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'm the man at that lemonade stall. It's not a good Patrice card. Changed my mind, you know? Gauntlet laid. Oh, and don't forget, skill card competition. Send in your entries to drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. And you've got until the next time we do a first look. Get cracking. Great. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Do 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 do